Hey, this is Hillary. This is Kelly. And this is Tiffany. And this is Everyone's Invited. Each week, we take an interesting, funny, or timely topic or question, send it out into the universe, cross our fingers that you guys write in, and then read the responses on the show. We invite you guys to come and join the conversation by following us on Instagram at Everyone's Invited Podcast, where you can see all of our new topics and share your stories with us. Let's hear what you guys had to say. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We're super excited because we have... Uh, a longtime friend of all of ours here on the show today. Her name is Kate. Um, And we're going to be talking to her today about uh, the term medical parent, what that means, herself as a medical parent, her and her husband, I should say. Um, And so we'll just kick it right off with Kate, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your daughter, Kai. Hello, guys. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So like they said, I've known these guys for a long time. We're all from the same area growing up. And um, yeah, my name is Kate. I'm married to Drew. We have two awesome wild kids together. Um, My son, Luke, and my daughter, Kai. And Kai is medically complex, which means that she has multiple diagnoses, um, has a million specialists. Uh, Kai's primary diagnosis is nemaline myopathy, which is a very rare neuromuscular disorder, which causes head to toe muscle weakness. So Kai uses a ventilator to breathe and a feeding tube to eat and a wheelchair to get around. So she is sassy and spunky and <laughs> hilarious and just needs a little bit of extra technology to get places. Yeah. She She's super so cute. cute. Mm-hmm. I cannot How old her. is she now? <laughs> uh, she will be two in May. So crazy. Okay. When I see her on your stories, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so big now. I know. That video yeah. of Luke and her saying hi back and forth to each other, I watched it like 10 times. And I was like, this is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're so they're, adorable yeah, together the kids have a very very special bond for sure yes um i have a really quick question about her um diagnosis um yeah. I, I guess like i tried i looked it up a little bit but you obviously know a lot more is that something where it's a mus- muscle weakness where it's just a slower development of her muscles or will she like always have to have a feeding tube and a wheelchair and all those things or can she like I don't know. I just think, is that just kind of her life or how does that work for yeah. her? Great question. Yeah. So um, it is a form of muscular dystrophy and okay. muscular dystrophy mm-hmm. typically like people will obtain a certain amount of strength and then it will deteriorate over time. Got it. Hers is different. So basically every muscle head to toe has roughly like 10, per- 10 to 20% strength. Mm-hmm. So if you think of it that way, like yeah. Kai can build strength, but her muscles can only do so much. Got it. So they just, the muscles at a cellular level didn't form correctly. So mm-hmm. no matter what she does, she'll mm-hmm. always have that limited strength, Got it. Um, but it only affects her muscles. So her organs are all fine. Her, she has a totally normal cognition. So, you know, she, um, 
And she's super she's a very smart. smart little kid. Yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> That's really, really neat. Um, wow. So she'll all, so she will always have to have a, a feeding tube or does she eat any, can she eat any foods from her mouth? Um, so she, the, one of the things that's most affected are the, um, the main skeletal muscles. So her throat is really heavily impacted, which is why Mm. she needs, um, to have a trach and a ventilator. Um, Mm. and also she cannot swallow. Mm. It's possible Mm. she can learn to do that. I know some adults with, uh, in fact, there's one, um, 20 year old girl with NM who NM is the acronym for nimbling myopathy. Uh, with NM and she taught herself how to drink water when she was 15. She just wanted to learn. That's so And it was like sheer will. She taught herself. So (laughs) we are not putting any limitations on what Kai will do. Our our motto is Kai can. We love to see like what Kai can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're not exactly sure. Um, She will rely on technology for sure. Most likely will have the trach and how much she needs the vent will just depend on how much she wants to have it. Um, a lot of the older kids don't use the vent full time and mm-hmm. some of them do because I mean, you're either thinking about breathing or mm-hmm. you're just relaxing and the vent is helping you. So cool. we're, we're just going to let her tell us what she wants to do and we'll <laughs> see from there, but she'll always rely on some type of technology for sure. Yeah. That's well, that's thank you saying that again. Yeah, help explain a lot yeah. more. I just couldn't find. I mean, the information's out there, but there's, I you know, a lot of information to. Yeah, dig yeah. very limited. <laughs> when we got our diagnosis, the doctor, you could hear the doctor reading about it. Like they had never heard of it when we received the diagnosis. So it's rare enough that I learn more from individuals who have NM and other medical parents way more than we've learned from any doctors because it's that rare. Interesting. Which is why we're like so excited to have you on, right? Because I think that's so much the case with so many people is that you learn more from the community than you can necessarily learn from doctors. So um, obviously this is only one type of condition, but it's encouraging to know that there are communities out there for people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've kind of gone over like what a medical parent is, what your, um, what your daughter kind of has and everything. What does your typical week look like with, with her and even with your son and how that all works? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So Kai came home. Uh, she was in the hospital for the first eight months of her life straight. She never came home for eight months and then she came home last January. So January, 2020, we were home for two months before, obviously, COVID pandemic. So our life is still very much locked down, even though mm-hmm. where we live is not as locked down as other parts of the world and the country, we are still very much locked down. So we're currently homebodies. Yeah. Um, our schedule mostly revolves around Kai's schedule. So Kai, because of her needs, she is very high acuity, which means she qualifies to have nursing around the clock. So our insurance provides 16 hours a day of home nursing, which means for 16 hours a day, we have nurses in our home with us, which enables me to have the freedom to be able to talk to you guys. So um, we have currently have night nurses that come um, seven nights a week. Their shifts are from 9 p.m. to 8 a.m. And then the day nurse will come from 8 a.m. until either 2 or 4 p.m. So those are their shifts. <clears throat> the 
night nurse mostly just monitors her throughout the night. They do a few things, um, but the day nurse gets her out of bed, does her cares. Cares is like the medical catch-all term for things you do um, that are like routines. So Mm -hmm. she needs like different areas to be cleaned on a regular basis. Um, You know, diaper change would classify as a care. So in the morning, Kai gets up, she gets her cares, she gets her feed going. And while that's happening, I'm getting breakfast going for the rest of the family. Get it. And then Luke, my five-year-old, does virtual kindergarten, mm. which is <laughs> as ridiculous as it sounds. Um, basically, I'm the homeschool teacher <laughs> for him. And um, we just, Kai has therapies and we do all those virtually. Um, and then the nurse and I kind of try to do it together, whatever the therapist has suggested and then lunch and playtime, nap times. So it's very normal stuff with a little bit of medical stuff mixed in. And then obviously having a nurse always in our house. In your house. Us out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But our nurses are amazing. We have three current nurses. Yeah. With I was going to ask you, do you always have the same nurses or do you just kind of get like random people? Right. So there's a lot of turnover in um, home health. So a, a nurse mm-hmm. that works in the home is, is you know, they're involved in home health. Typically, you think of home health with end-of-life care and hospice mm-hmm. for, like, elderly or people mm-hmm. who are, you know, about to pass. Yeah. And so pediatric home health is a very small group, and it's not very well known. Even yeah. for nurses who are in school, they learn about it for, like, a day. They barely mm-hmm. learn about pediatric home health. So huh. because of that, there's a lot of turnover. So we have a couple uh, nurses who've been with us like the whole time and then another mm-hmm. new nurse. But um, oh. our, our main day nurse is basically family at this point. She was there when we came home and she's been with us the whole time and she's That's so cool. a dream. Yeah. That's so nice when they can just like become part of your routine. You're comfortable with them being there. Like if they're going to be in your home all the time, you know, <laughs> it's nice. That you... you better like them. Yeah, yeah I get a good relationship with them. Yeah. <laughs> Plus I bet Kai yeah. likes seeing the same faces person. yeah oh yeah i'm sure she's oh, yeah. comfortable with her with that nurse the day nurse or the night nurse rolls in and she's like bye mom yeah like, <laughs> she's like got my people see yeah. you later <laughs> my play date is here yeah you can go, you can go. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Cute. <laughs> that's so awesome and i know kai is only two but is she verbal she is very vocal. So okay. she's starting to learn some words. Um, the way that she communicates doesn't sound typical, but she is attempting to say a lot of words. She mm-hmm. can say like, hi, that's like her favorite <laughs> so word. Cute. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> and she knows she's saying it correctly. So she repeats it even more. So but she's extremely social like Mm -hmm. she's very chatty Mm -hmm. sings all the time so learning Mm -hmm. how to use words but ultimately is communicating constantly and she loves music and she was rocking out to our intro song the other day we picked a good one because (laughs) because i approve i made made tiffany send me the full length one so that i could listen to it yes she was jamming that's so great so cute i love her little like dancing yeah little shimmies that she does shimmies yeah yeah body roll yeah, yeah, <laughs> body roll. <laughs> so cute. Oh, yeah. She's so cute. 
Okay, so our next question, we kind of want to talk about this a little bit, but what's something that you wish people were better at when it comes to interacting with people with disabilities? This is an awesome question. Um, so to be honest, we mm-hmm. have been at home more than we've been in the community. So I have right. yet to have a plethora of experiences of like mm-hmm. taking Kai out into the world and how people react to her. But right. I've learned so much from other moms. Um on this topic. And the main thing that I hear, and I've also felt over and over again is I'm, g- I'm going to relate this to like a parent child dynamic, but if you're out in public, yeah. you have a, a visible disability. Mm-hmm. Parents often tell their children, don't stare. Like mm-hmm. the parents yeah. get uncomfortable and they tell, they like shoo their child away. Mm-hmm. And what's happening in that moment is a parent is teaching a child that that individual is not safe or that they're scary. And mm-hmm. so subconsciously the child who is curious, kids are naturally curious. If they yeah. see something that is different, they look at it. They want to know why. <laughs> yes. And yeah. actually all of us do that. Like if we see something that's out of, out of the usual, we're, we are interested in that. So mm-hmm. my, the main thing is to say hi or yeah. introduce yourself and um and let kids ask questions if mm-hmm. even if the question makes you as an adult uncomfortable because that is yeah. something that you can work on the mm-hmm. kid is just asking a question mm-hmm. and i've loved when we have had friends who've brought their kids over that's been a huge teaching moment because the kids are mm-hmm. fascinated they're like i mean kai is hooked up to a mm-hmm. bunch of machines that make yeah. noise and and the kids want to know, like, what's in her neck? And, why, you know, why is her mouth always open? Why does she look like this? They have all these questions. And they're innocent questions. They're not hurtful questions. But as adults, we feel uncomfortable by those questions. And so yeah. I guess the main thing is, if you feel uncomfortable with someone that looks different, then that's something that you as an adult can work on and kind of process so that you're not projecting it on the next generation and the next generation can be focusing on like inclusivity. Mm -hmm. I like that. Cause I feel like a lot of times people don't know like what is appropriate and what's not, but I feel like it's so important to just let that cause kids are going to ask questions and, (laughs) and oftentimes I'm like, what are we talking about right now? (laughs) But yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I think it's important to talk about this. So um, I don't know. If you follow her, Kate, there's that mom on Instagram. Her name's her Instagram's like Lou Malloy, and she has a son with a mm-hmm. limb different limb difference. He doesn't have a hand; mm-hmm. like he was born uh-huh. without it. And that's her big yeah. thing too. She's like, whenever I like her thing, she's like, I always fear in life that like he's become self conscious about it and stuff because she's like, we go to the park and these kids just like point and whisper and she's like, I always take bring him over and they're just he, he she's like, just come say hi to him, like ask him about it, like. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. go and stare and laugh at him and stuff, you know, it's yeah. like the same, very similar, right? It's <clears throat> being that awareness and, and same thing too. She's like, and I think they think that he like can't do stuff, but he can like, oh, that's, yeah. he, yes. that's his life. Like he, that's, yeah. he doesn't know any different. So. Yeah. yeah. I think that's another important thing for anyone as they interact with anyone that has a disability is you always should assume that they can do something, no, you know, like look Not them in the can't. eye, yeah. speak to them 
assume mm-hmm. that they understand and can respond to you. And if you treat them that, and maybe they have a care, just because they have a person with them, that doesn't mean they don't have their own voice and their own ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I know will be <laughs> something that we, that I learned to navigate because, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. I even Kai's a two-year-old, but I always am like <laughs> redirecting the doctors. Like, let's ask Kai, what do you think? You know, and like, she's yeah. like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, hi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing, but she's learning yeah, that just she, always assuming. Yeah. She deserves respect. I mean, she's a, she's a person. So with mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings. Yeah, so. exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's really yeah, great. We be that's well thing. to remember that for all children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, again, these little nuggets we get from these episodes. Anyway, so the <laughs> next question is, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned being a medical mom? Um, people often say to me, I don't know how you do it. You're so strong. You're amazing. And here's the truth. There is nothing magical about people that have disabilities. There's nothing magical about caregivers because anyone, any parent who is in my situation would do what I'm doing. It doesn't, I'm not like, oh, you know, one of the things that always kills me is when someone says like special kids come to special parents. And I was like, you know what? Kids just come to who they come to and you make it work. And it's not to say that I don't think that, I think all people are heroes just for existing because life is complicated and hard regardless of what your circumstances, but also like people are just people and no one should be put on a pedestal and people should be given credit when they hustle and when they do things that are hard, but we should also just be giving each other like credit for whatever effort we're putting forth. Like no one Mm -hmm. deserves to be like higher than another person. Um, And just kind of like, that's been a big, cause I would look at, um, I have a sister-in-law who has a daughter with, um, with a genetic abnormality. And she, I used to think like, how, do, how can she do it? And then I realized I'm like the same way that we all do our lives. She just wakes up, drinks her caffeine and gets going <laughs> That's the way that everyone does hard things. And mm-hmm. life is filled with hard things and we all just mm-hmm. do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would you say also with that, that you also maybe don't want people to like have this like pity on you? Like, oh, Kate's life. What I don't, you know, like that similar vein. Yeah. 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 Um, 100%. I think, I think that when you have the opportunity to, I mean, ultimately, I am. Kai's mother first, but I'm also her primary caregiver, like 100%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have the opportunity to be a caregiver for a loved one, you see life differently. It gives Mm -hmm. you a unique perspective and I, that you can't obtain in a different way Mm -hmm. because absolutely when I spend time with Kai and I watch how much effort is required for her to do things that I just take for granted, Mm -hmm. it makes me look at my own body differently. Mm -hmm. I have acquired a lot more self-love and appreciation for my body, just holding me upright. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. it, It shifts your perspective. And so when a lot of times people will say like, I'm so sorry. Mm. And the truth is like, my reaction is I'm not sorry Mm. because 
Kai's life is not bad. It mm-hmm. is. She has had to go through a lot. She's had to have surgeries and, you know, all kinds of medical yeah. experiences, but her life has value and she doesn't, she's happy she doesn't and... pity. Yeah. yeah. She's sassy. She's so <laughs> like, Yeah. She doesn't need pity. She's yeah. just a ball of joy and light. And she doesn't know that all of her accessories are different. She's yeah. two. Saying, she yeah, doesn't true. know she doesn't know any different. Like you said, she that's she lives her life. And yeah. She's, yeah. Would you say with that though, uh, maybe this is like way too big of a question, but that fine line of like support and pity from someone, like, are there things that people have done for you that because like saying your life is busy. So it's like, what are some ways that maybe if people have friends with that are parents in some of the situations, like what is some good support that maybe people could do? Great question. I think, um, yes, my life is very busy. Mm-hmm. And even when my friend, like when people know I, I'm going to say no, or I can't come to something being invited is so profound. And like, mm-hmm. like what your the name of your podcast, everyone's invited. I think yeah. that making sure that your friend, any friend who seems super busy, who seems like they have it all together, just inviting them, even if you know they're not going to say yes, mm-hmm. is super important. And just always just checking in mm-hmm. and like, yeah. okay, like you have so much going on. How are you doing? Even mm-hmm. if they're not going to like tell you everything, <laughs> yeah. just making that like space, it's it's super important just making sure they know that people are thinking about them and wanting to connect with them yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and my second thing is um I think the best gift you can give anyone is a gift card or a free dinner like I'm ordering (laughs) from this place what do you want yeah I'm serious like okay home cooked meals are really really nice Mm -hmm. but giving someone the uh, like money credit towards a restaurant where they can pick whatever they want that's gold my friend last week gave me like a hundred dollar DoorDash gift card and I'm like you're an angel out of nowhere she's like I'm just sending this to you because I'm thinking of you and I was like you're amazing. Like, this like is amazing. That. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best gift you can and give. Especially yeah. with that, too. Like, no dishes. Like, sometimes home cooked meals are great. Oh, yeah. Yes. Dishes. But, like, food yeah. and no dishes is like the best That's gift. Very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Tiff yeah. did yes. that for me so, when I was going through the cancer stuff, and it was like yeah. awesome. So I totally get it. Yeah. It's the answer to anyone. Anyone yeah. you know who's going through something. <laughs> DoorDash. Yeah. 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 I love it. They can get what they want when they want. Mm -hmm. No dishes. No No. nothing. (laughs) So DoorDash sponsor this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you love how we do that? Like every episode, we're like, uh, sponsor. Uber Eats. We're not Uber Eats. We'll take whatever. Whoever wants it. You deliver food, hit us up. Yeah. Oh, we're not desperate. Okay. So, um, Let's let's see. So what advice, like, I know you've kind of already talked about, like, um, what some of our listeners can do to support, but what advice would you give to parents on how to promote an inclusion mindset in their children? Um, I love this question. It's very simple. And the easiest way to do it is get inclusive books. And, Mm -hmm. um, and also educate yourself. Those are the two ways to do it as a, as an adult. You don't even have to be a parent. Just 
educate yourself. And if you do have kids, um, there are amazing inclusive books now, even like target just carries amazing ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a few favorites that I can share with you. Yes, Um, please. Yeah. My favorite book of all time. (laughs) I brought it. Um, (laughs) It's called, it's called all are welcome. And it's by Suzanne Kaufman and Alexandra Penford. Um, I'm going to add that to the Amazon. Is it on Amazon? Yes. I'm just going to add this to the, to Cohen's little list. I got Cohen. <laughs> so oh, this it's so cute. book that is, so is cute. not about, it's not about disability. It's just about the concept of like all are welcome here. So it's a story mm-hmm. that follows like an inner city elementary school mm-hmm. and all these different kids from different kinds of families, different races, different religions, cultures, backgrounds, different abilities, different hairstyles. And the whole concept is all are welcome here. So even in the book, there's characters that have, there's a a blind character, there's a wheelchair user, um, there's twins. I mean, just different kids. And so what I love about this book is it teaches the lesson that everyone is welcome. Everyone belongs. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what they look like. Doesn't matter if they're naughty in class or if they're good in class, they just, (laughs) everyone belongs. So it's like the most basic form of inclusion. Um, And then I feel like kids are really actually naturally inclusive. Like they naturally Mm -hmm. don't care about those things. Like they're just welcoming to everyone. But I feel like it's something they learn over time Mm -hmm. is to, not be inclusive so that's why it's so they're little sponges right it's like they see something for the first time and they immediately look to like how do i react to this See how to react yeah what should i do yeah Yeah. and i feel like especially when you live in areas where there's less diversity if you if they can't get it at school you can still Mm -hmm. provide it through a book yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes i mean great shows like that too now yeah 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 they've gotten great at that but yeah, high living in Utah County, <clears throat> not a lot of <laughs> yeah. diversity. Everyone around. is white, white, white bread. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite book that I think does the best job of explaining, um, like dis- like introducing the concept of disability to kids is uh-huh. when Charlie met Emma, uh, which is written by Amy Webb and illustrated by Mary Lee Littard. Um, this she actually came out with another book called awesomely emma which i've read through but i have not i don't own it but when charlie met emma and hillary this is exactly what you're talking about the story follows charlie and he goes to a playground Mm -hmm. and he sees emma who has limb differences at the playground Mm -hmm. and he is horrified he's like where are her arms and legs what happened to them did a monster eat him like Mm -hmm. he gets so freaked out because he's never seen someone like emma before and then it basically, they have this motto in the book. It's And the motto that the mom teaches Charlie is, different isn't weird, sad, bad, or strange. Different is different and different is okay. Mm-hmm. And That's it basically cute. like, Charlie like goes up to Emma and introduces himself. And she's like, I'm just a normal kid. I just have limb differences and I use a power chair. And, and she's like, I don't need help. I can do all the things you can do. And it it introduces it in a way that, I mean, my son who was four the first time we read it, he wanted to read it like four times in a row. 
Okay, and yeah. he like I could literally see the wheels turning. Like turning, and yeah. Then, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so, um, yeah, I, so I'll link these books too in our show notes too, so you guys yeah. can have easy access to them. And I'm getting a lot of like there's yeah. so many cute books out there. Like obviously <laughs> Hillary's so on Hillary's Amazoning yeah. now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. my god. I buy something every episode. Hey, no <laughs> list. I'm a list. I'm adding them to the lists. I'm a list person. <laughs> I'm not that impulsive. Well, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> okay, so we've got when Charlie met Emma. Um, all are, all welcome. are welcome here. Any other ones? Yes. Yeah, so there's another one that I don't have right now because I lent it out to someone. But there's another one called um, "No Such Thing as Normal," and it was written by a mom, Megan. I can't. Her last name is um, out of my mind. But the the her, the mom, the author, is actually um, disabled, and so mm-hmm. she writes it. Um, and her son is also disabled and it just kind of goes through like all these different situations saying like normal doesn't exist. We're all just different and how amazing different is. Um, and so that's another one that I love and I mean, I could go on and on, but what I love is you can get really specific with inclusion Mm -hmm. literature or you Mm -hmm. can be really vague and you know, the the general idea of it. Yeah, you can teach mm-hmm. your kids about different races. You can teach your kids. There's just a lot of things you can focus on, mm-hmm. or you can get really, really specific. The last book I'll show you, this one is super specific. So this okay. book is called Haya Mariah, and it was written by Victoria Nelson. So Victoria Nelson is um, Mariah's mother. Mariah had a syndrome called charge and it basically goes through and explains exactly her syndrome it explains Mm. all of her machines that she used in a way that little kids can understand so this is a book that I would share with my son to help him understand what the machines that Kai has how they help her what they do for her so it's very like rhymey sing-songy and then even in the back it has like an appendix of all oh, these nice. different oh, wow. like terms. I mean, it, it explains what a nasal cannula is and what a walker does, what a gastronomy tube. So, well, I feel like I would learn a lot from that book too. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. So, if if there was someone in your life that you loved that mm-hmm. was medically complex that had a lot of equipment, Haya Mariah would be a good book to educate yourself or your kids. Yeah, or kids. So, this is a good one for anyone that's like close friends or family to us, so that they can better understand because honestly you get to a point where people don't feel comfortable asking like like Kai's been in their life for so long and they're like oh I have no idea what that big box does that's attached to her but now she's two years old and it's been too long to ask and also it's never too late to ask but um, this is like a, a nice kid introduction way to explain a lot of complex medical equipment. So oh, that's a really cool book. Those are great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And in that same vein, what about like Instagram accounts or other ways to connect with other medical moms? Yes. My or favorite. Parents. I should be, oh, I'm learning to be more inclusive. Medical, medical parents. parents. <laughs> yes, medical parents. <laughs> you, you, oh, yeah. No one is going to be offended. No, no medical dad's going to come haunt you down, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, let's see. Um, Instagram accounts that I recommend following. Um, so... Tina B, disability inclusion educator. 
probably my favorite, probably the mom that kind of took me under her wing really early mm-hmm. on. And I love her because her daughter, Noelle, has muscular dystrophy. So her daughter has all the same equipment as Kai, but mm-hmm. she's 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And so they've been doing this forever. And so she's kind of at a point she's a where pro. she's, yeah, she's turned her focus on helping newbie moms like me and wow. also educating general public about awesome. how to be more inclusive, how to interact, how to teach your kids, how to interact with individuals with disabilities, all that kind of stuff. So wow, that's really cool. Tina B, awesome. Another my another favorite I've been following for years, long before I had Kai, is special books by special kids. Mm-hmm. They also have a Facebook presence and they um Chris is the owner of it. And Chris used to be a special um, educator in like a small classroom. And he decided that he wanted to travel the country and interview any person with a diagnosis so that everyone could understand that these are just people. Because often we know the diagnosis, but we don't see the person. And that was his whole Mm -hmm. mission is for you to understand that these are just people they have feelings, they have relationships, all these kind of things. And he does a beautiful job and you can get lost in his videos. You can just watch and watch and watch because hmm. he's got so much content and he's just interviewing individuals and asking them very basic questions. So oh, Chris I'm does li- awesome stuff. I'm literally following these accounts right now while we're talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the last one um, is Disability Together. They're on Instagram and they just have really like attractive, easy to digest, simple content. So Mm -hmm. they take big ideas like what is ableism and make it into like really easy to digest graphics and stuff. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yay. So many good resources, Kate. Thank you. That's awesome. So, okay. What's something you wish people knew about Kai? Um, I kind of already mentioned this, Mm -hmm. but like, that Kai has a really good life and that like we you said before like she she doesn't need pity because she is so happy and she has an amazing life and and that she is she's very fun she's very social um she loves people and a lot of people even doctors when they interact with her they just see her diagnosis She's got a lot going on. She's got all these, all this equipment and it's really mm-hmm. hard to see past that. And I think more than anything, I just, it makes me so happy when people look right at her and speak right to her because mm-hmm. she lights up her whole body wiggles. <laughs> she gets this big smile and her cute. eyes just sparkle. Yeah. Cute. She's so cute. <laughs> uh, okay. And then our last question is, do you have any tips or resources for mental health for yourself or other medical mo- parents? <laughs> uh, my, this is also advice for anyone. This is not just parents, but my advice for every person ever is get a therapist. Um, <laughs> I, I actually signed up for therapy the same, like the week before Kai came home, I called it um, preventative therapy. I said, <laughs> bringing Kai home is going to be a lot. And I mm-hmm. just want to have a therapist for maintenance, not when I've already crashed and burned. And, Smart. 
And um, the therapist we had at the beginning wasn't like the perfect fit, but now we actually have one that's assigned to us because of Kai's diagnosis. And she's amazing. Her name's Wendy. Uh, love Wendy. She's the absolute best. <laughs> and sometimes it's just nice to have someone to process things with. And mm-hmm. if you can't have a therapist for financial reasons or or it just is it feels a little too scary I think it's just super important for you to find a healthy way to purge hard emotions uh some people do kickboxing some people binge watch the great british baking show on netflix (laughs) people uh calling me out kate Like, you just have to figure out what is restorative to you. At the beginning, everyone was like giving me like self help books, like, yeah. uh, And, and like reading those doesn't make me feel better. And you just have to find what makes you feel better and Mm -hmm. cling to it for dear life. It's going to be different for everyone, too, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. if any one of you were in my situation, what you would need to process mm, hard emotions so would be completely different. Totally different, yeah. Eating an entire tray of brownies. <laughs> if it's restorative <laughs> to you, it's acceptable. You do you, uh, yeah. Yeah. I I've found that like I have to cry out, cry it out. Um, in our house, mm-hmm. Luke, my son has really big emotions, and we always say like, you just have to get the sadness out of your body, mm-hmm. and you can't let it sit inside and fester. It'll only cause more problems. Mm-hmm. And so for me, whenever we have a hard day or a traumatic event with Kai, I just have to cry it out. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I've cried, I've released the tension from my body, and I can feel peaceful again. But for another person, crying might make them feel worse, and like depleted and so you have mm-hmm. to find what is restorative for you whatever it is and mm-hmm. specifically if there was a mom who had received the new diagnosis or something like that my best advice is find the people that are going what through what you're going through on social media um mm-hmm. the other nm parents on instagram some of them are my best friends some mm-hmm. of them i literally talk to more than i talk to my family because they understand in a way that even, mm. even like my own family can't understand right. what it's like. So you just have to find your tribe. It's one of the awesome things about social media now is that it's probably so much easier to find people with that in common than it ever would have been before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. The and, night um, I got Kai's diagnosis, I stayed up until 3 a.m. <sighs> literally searching the hashtag on Instagram yeah. of the diagnosis. I like stalked this one family that this woman is now like my super good friend, but I literally wanted to see everything her daughter could do. I just was obsessed. Like I needed to know, I wanted to know the good, the bad, the ugly, like what is our life going to look like? And Mm -hmm. it was so cathartic and helpful for me. And now we're best friends. So it's cool. (laughs) I'm an information person too. Like, although you think we don't have, like, I'm not, like Cohen doesn't have any medical needs like that. Um, just becoming a mom, I, I before you just saying just period like anything in your life. But for me, it was before having a kid. I was just like, oh, I'm never gonna be that mom that follows all those Instagrams or like gets like sucked into. The, oh no, 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 yeah, that's mostly what I look like now. And like the funny thing is, some of it seems like before like cheesy, but now like some of the posts, I'm just like, yeah, like that, like hits you you know when they talk about like the hard things or the whatever Mm -hmm. and so i could see like even more so with 
like a diagnosis like that, like, yeah, like I'm the person too that'd be like, I need all the information I can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finding people, because that's saying I could totally relate to that. So that's me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anything you're trying to become like more of an expert in, you, f- you fixate on. If you're trying to yeah. become like, the world's best cyclist you're gonna start following <laughs> yeah. all these cycling accounts it's just the yeah. way that it works so yeah. it's the mm-hmm. same logic yeah totally yeah so that's great i love that one well, on that note um kate has given us permission to give her instagram account so you guys can reach out to her if you have questions just generally about being a medical mom or if you have a child in the same with the same diagnosis or anything you guys can reach her at kay lovestone um so Right, Kate, they, you'd be happy to talk to them and share yeah, experiences. 100%. Or yeah. I mean, if anyone has any questions about anything disability, like, I, I love when people ask me, like, is this an appropriate word? Is this, mm-hmm. is this kosher? Are we, am I allowed to say handicapped? Am I allowed, like, there's yeah. no wrong questions. And ultimately, there is a million things that I've learned that I, like, disability is one of my favorite because I think that disability is a word that people whisper because they think mm-hmm. it's a, they think it's a bad word. Like, you know, Oh, that person is disabled. Like, <laughs> don't let them. It's like, who are you whispering for? Like, yeah. you they don't know? Yeah. It's not a secret. It's not a bad yeah. word. It's, and, you know, and, and the, I will also add that the best way to learn about disability is from a disabled adult. Mm-hmm. I can only ever give the perspective of a caregiver and it is completely different world. I am navigating as a support, as an advocate, but I don't personally live with a disability. It's a completely different world. So I gave you examples of how to learn about disability from the perspective that I'm sharing, but ultimately... Yeah. You can, there's lots of incredible um, disabled influencers on Mm -hmm. Instagram and it's very eye-opening to see what a different world it is for them to navigate than it is for a cute little baby in a wheelchair because everyone (laughs) wants to help the cute little baby in a wheelchair. But guess what? Like that cute little baby grows up to be an adult that has a really hard time getting what they need because there's all kinds of crazy laws that exist in in the u.s that hinder a disabled person from the same rights as an Mm. able-bodied person so so that's my other plug is make sure that um you know as you go to look for for sources that you're also going to the ultimate source which is adults that have disabilities wow that's That's great advice i wouldn't have yeah really that wouldn't have occurred to me i guess so that's so thank you for saying that um well we have enjoyed talking to you so much kate it's been a while since we've seen you or well it's been a while since everyone's seen everyone but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously um, it's been great to catch up i love hearing from you so yeah um, seriously especially since like i see your family and you on instagram but I mean, yeah, yeah, social media is so weird. That's only like, like yeah. a partial like, like, thing. I know what's happening to you, but I don't oh, yeah. talk to you. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh. My daughter so. still asks to come see Luke like every week. Yeah. So. 
It's okay. They'll get married. It'll work out. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's a range. It's a range. I love it. They don't really have a choice, awesome. actually. So. <laughs> They're both on board, so we just have to they keep are. it that way. They yeah. are. <laughs> have to keep it through, like, the teenage years, and we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They're five. We've got a ways to go. Yeah. <laughs> we do. <laughs> but, yeah, but seriously, it's so oh, great man. to, like, talk to you and person. Well, kind of. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah real time in, real time that's what i'm going for like real, real time, time conversation <laughs> <laughs> thank you um, for having me yeah, yeah of course thank you everyone for listening we hope you guys learned a lot i know i definitely did um this is a really enlightening great episode i enjoyed it myself um for next week's episode if you guys want to give us a follow on our instagram account at everyone's invited podcast um, then you can see kind of our upcoming episodes and when our episodes release as well. And our next topic will be, what's the thing you're most proud of? So we're really excited to hear from you guys. We know you're going to have some awesome things because we have amazing followers. Um, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.